destiny in the face at the 150. Animo takes the lead from Zaki. Alligator Blood, I'm Thunderstruck, but it's Animo clear. I'm Thunderstruck late. Animo holding on. Animo this time for the big A. Welcome to Bet Doctor Behind the Curtain. Look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I've got Johnny Walter in studio. We're up at the goalie here. We're absolutely roasting. Summer's here. Cheap as creep, isn't it? So I don't like going outside, but oh my God, I've had to turn the aircon on the last few days, which I haven't wanted to do either. Crikey. Sticky for someone that Sticky. doesn't wear undies. Oh, well, I have, and that's right. And I only had two showers this week too, so like, it's, uh, it's not ideal. It's don't not know, ideal. Don't know if uh, DK free balls, but I can tip any, uh, he'd need something down there. A little bit chilly down in Melbourne. How are you, DK? A little bit chilly, but uh, this rain, I'm just looking at this. The uh, app on the phone here, and it's uh, we've got rain every day till Friday, Friday tomorrow week. So uh, that's what we're putting up with down here. Every meeting, oh, except Bendigo Cup Day yesterday, they, they got through, but uh, Monday got transferred, Tuesday got transferred, today's been transferred, tomorrow's transferred, and disaster of all disasters, Mortlake and Witchy Proof are off on Saturday. Uh, two of my joints to look forward to once a year joints. So, Witchy Proof. Anyway, but the upside is I don't have to put up with any of uh, this uh, worshipping of uh, Animo. We'll get a week off that. Garbage this week, so um, Animo. That's the upside. I cop some abuse there. I tell you what, people don't read tweets very often, do they? Before they reply, they just sort of dive in and and like they're. They don't really read. That's the first trick. Always reread it and and go back before you press send. Reread it. Do I really want to send this? Or just punch it out and even what they're replying to as well. Like they don't, they don't actually read what they write. Yeah, what they read, what they write, but they don't read what the person wrote that they you know like they just sort of tend to go off, but that's all right. That's Twitter. That's what it's for. They just blurt it out as, as far as they can. Just spill Better it. Better man than me putting it out there. Oh, I, I, gave, uh, I gave Juppie a little bit of a clip on Twitter the other day. Oh, not really Juppie himself, but uh, I said the Bendigo Cup was pretty lacklustre. It was about a six-horse field. It was on a bottomless track. It was a pretty average race, I would have thought, and now that he's, I guess, a licensed operator, or he's, you know, he's got his own joint. I tell you what, he's he's straight into the Kool Aid. He just absolutely loves it. So he's got on the got on the that's, defended. Just put up the bl- yeah, but that's his black shorts. You'd you'd think of that. It's his that's home ground. That's Bendigo's. He's a, he's a Bendigonian and nearly the number one Bendigonian out there in social media land now. So uh, see as it is, you know, he, I, what I excuse we haven't got to track screen yet, but say that there might have been he, he did he did the old Palmer review, which he everywhere he goes he does a Palmer review, but. There might have been the blinkers might have been on last night. I know he's. I think his mates might be owning that Golden Square Hotel, or whatever. So uh, there wasn't a um, a caveat put in there, and it got a rave review. So uh, I'll be that chappy. Careful. The number one Bendigonian racing Twitter personality. I tell you what, <laughs> that's up there. That's mm. up there. Who gives you that? Dan Andrews. Does he? Does he present that? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think he should. I don't even know who that is anymore. <laughs> I tell you what, someone who's uh, pulled up lame. We'll have to get the vet to uh, run the rule over him. He can't even make his way in the studio. Nico Noonan, what's happening here? Durston Noonan, Durston Noonan. Durston. <laughs> I wouldn't pass a CT scan at the moment. That's to be uh, to be sure. Yep, bung knee. I'm even a bit fluey as well. So oh. uh, not an ideal prep to cup week, but uh, we're battling through. Jeez, you sound uh, worse than what, which is saying something. <laughs> Tell you what, it's been a, um, a big week for, uh, I don't know, what do you say, little, little, little stuff-ups or... Just the, the administrators just, just seem to be uh, dropping the ball and or losing the ball in this case. We'll we'll go to Victoria. We'll go in our backyard or my old backyard or DK's. And uh, the Empire Rose Marble Gate, they're one short on the live draw. Lucky number 14. Crazy, isn't it, that that could possibly happen? But um, not all of them are blessed with lots of ability, these people in racing administration. But um I even noticed that the box was clear, so you'd actually see into the box as well. But it's absolute uh, madness. I don't know how that had happened. DK, you got any thoughts over the Empire Rose Marble Gate? Thoughts on barrier draws overall like that, and there should be probably three of them for the Caulfield Cup, Melbourne Cup and Cox Plate, and that's it. I mean, the Flemington VR said, oh, we want we want barrier draws, live barrier draws for four of the four group ones. I mean, they're boring as batshit. Um, that's one thing. Yes, there was a whatever happened. The wrong thing there, but I think the right thing happened. Jamie Steer had to think about it, pulled rank and said, hang on, hang on, um, we need a proper or or, um, or get a electronic redraw um, just to make it completely fair. I mean, I know he's going to disadvantage some and disadvantage others, but uh, I think when he got hold of it and said, hang on, no, 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 let's just stop this whole thing and do another redraw. So I think the right, the right thing happened in the end, but please, please, just less on the battery draws, please. Well, I think the only battery draws that seem to matter are 
as those pokey fields like the Cox Plate. I don't want to keep bringing up Animo, but the barrier draw and the map position basically won in the race and I guess the lack of intent from every other rider. So barrier draws, by and large, don't matter, but I guess if there's wet oh, tracks or do. bias or there's... Well, you, just don't, you just don't want in any integrity issue, do you? Like, it should be another one of the... I've seen someone who's at the national body. It should be someone independent. It's not very hard to to, to uh, run barrier draws. Someone who just writes a program and it's all, you know, tightened up, no one can touch it. It should be an independent integrity issue only. Maybe uh, ankle breakers need to do it. That's why we did the draw with ankle oh, breakers. I imagine so, that. Yeah, you sit there with the... Uh, yeah, yeah, the last thing we need is uh, a cloud over a little birdie. We're squeaky clean here. I'll tell you what, the biggest controversy, um, believe it or not, some people missed it. I don't know how you could miss it. It was plastered all over the papers, all over Twitter. Adam Pengelly and Chris Roots uh, joined up to do a bit of a story. Uh, I think we've got a graphic up on screen now and... Uh, it was in the Sydney Morning Herald, and this is something that's unprecedented to to my knowledge. The Golden Eagle is a pretty new race, but from day dot, it's been 18, plus, 18 in the field plus four emergencies, and then five days before the race, all of a sudden we've bumped the field to 20 plus four emergencies. Now, that is uh, beyond belief for mine. Um, and I really struggle to understand it. I, I assume that field sizes are capped for a couple of different reasons. One would be, I guess, safety, and that would be the, the biggest thing. Um, certain starts are dangerous if you have too many runners. And then I guess in the Melbourne Cup circumstance, I think you're only allowed 24 because the TAB are working on a 1930s uh, Commodore computer to run their betting platform. So, well, this is, I guess, your backyard, so mm. I can, you can um, lead off with this, but it's extraordinary that they've extended the field. And obviously there was a lot of uproar. Well, there's not a lot of uproar, but there was a lot of punters invested heavily on the early odds for I wish I win in uh, I think it was the Turak handicap. And if the MRC had have extended that field by um, two runners, I think it would have got a start, I wish I win, which would have made, made all the punters happy. But from an integrity point of view, and fairness to the trainers, the owners, connections, and everyone else that had bet on the race, uh, they made the right decision and didn't extend the the field. No, I'm not. I can't recall a time in my lifetime that this has happened. What do you? What's what's the go here? Yeah, I, it's tough, right? So, interim benchmarks are very common. So this horse hasn't had a run in Australia. Interim benchmark very common. So apparently they've. Uh, you know, finalized its benchmark. I think what it went up two or three points or something. Yep. So that's well, not well, uncommon. Well. But this is a, a big race. Um, you know, with a ballot order that everyone's keeping an eye on. Obviously, um, you know, very difficult to work out exactly where you're going to fall come acceptance time. But everyone keeps a close eye on it, especially in the lead up weeks where they're going to have another run, exactly. try and push their try benchmark their things like that. So you would imagine that it's in everyone's best interest that as soon as a horse is nominated for a race like this. If it has an interim benchmark, that that benchmark's finalised, you know, well and truly leading up to the race. So I'm not saying that anything untoward there because it's not uncommon, but it's a bit of an average way to play it. Uh, the extension of the field is just completely inexplicable. Never heard of or seen anything like it. Uh, yeah, the, the tinkering with benchmarks has happened many times. You know, I think Ice Bath was at the raw end of it once before. Um, you know, they they do have the the whatever they want to call it, the the power to adjust benchmarks in order to um, you know elevate a horse into the field if they feel like in a number of it's happened many like quite a few times I'm aware of but um, yeah the extension of the field you know from a betting point of view uh, does it matter not really does it make the race better probably I don't know what it does but um, yeah if you're an owner or a trainer of a horse that, you know, is in similar circumstances before or you've been sort of let down here, you're entitled to be sort of miffed, aren't you? I don't know. But it's just mm. racing is all about consistency, isn't it? And, and, you know, everyone believing they're getting a fair go and that's um, that's why people are a bit upset here. And like Beggy went off his chops and he's jumped into the field. But, yep. you know, I think Tracy Bartley's the one on the raw end of it now. Or, yep. Um, yeah, it's tough. I, I, it's just it's just not. It's not good, is it? Like it's not. It doesn't feel wholesome. Mm. It seems like the race has changed, or definitely has changed, because mm. all of a sudden there's 20 runners in the field. I thought all bets should be off. And the other little grey area for mine is, um, you know, that racing New South Wales carry on about integrity and they're, they're quick 
quick to just pick off some some participants and put them in the Norny corner um, over some discretions. And you've got this horse has been hundreds into fifteen dollars. So for my that that alone, they should open up an investigation and then go and tell us that it's all squeaky clean. Well, I think even in that article, it mentions that they're going to make no further comment on it or something like yeah, that. Yeah, well, that's that raises yeah. a red flag. Well, for it, me. it does because okay, you got you got a number of things that don't look great. So the changing of the benchmark, explainable, right? Absolutely. Yep. So why not come out and explain it? The extension of the field will come out and explain why you've done that. Um, Frankie Dettori being on the front page of the paper 15 minutes after it was announced and already coming and all that around Disgusting. it. Just all adds up, you know, and then obviously the betting moves and everything. So now you've upset the owners of horses. You've upset trainers. Punners. You've upset punners because there's a big betting move Um in the dark when a horse was, you know, looked like he was a 50 to one chance to make the field uh, and there's a betting move for him. And now he's, you know, he's well backed. And then you get a press release from the trainer saying, not only is the horse now in the field, we're happy to put the Tory on, but he's, we believe he's over the odds. So now yeah. he's a hundreds into 15s and the, and the stable believes the 15s is value. And they're not, they're not ones to go out and say things like that. So Weird. this horse is, you know, um, it's, it's all, you know, just leaves a bad taste of pretty much everyone. So you'd think they would, jump at the opportunity to address it. DK, you've been in the game for a very long time. What do you think of this? Pub test? Well, I'll get to the bib that doesn't pass the pub test with me in a sec, but as Walt said, um, interim handicaps or interim benchmarks with an asterisk are commonplace. And But what um, I heard, it, so a journo got, got to Valani and said, put some clarity on this, can you? And he said, uh, he's text back and said, uh, so we had the interim benchmark at 92 or something. Uh, Victorian had it at 95, so we reassessed it, pushed it up to 95. So we're just coming in line with Victorian's handicapping. The journal then went and rang the Victorian handicapping department, said, they've said, what about this? And said, we have no data on this horse. We've got nothing. Um, but that doesn't correlate with anything we've got here unless the only explanation would be if their handicapping department had rang previous Greg Carpenter and did a verbal something about it, and he hasn't told us or left any record of anything at all. So there's this, we're just trying to tie it into Victorian stuff, and the Victorian handicap, current Victorian handicappers, Matty Welsh, whoever's in there now, said, what are you talking about? So um, anyway, that was what I found uh, didn't really pass the pub test with me, but, you know, typical trying to make up a story to uh, get it in line by the sound of it to me. That is bizarre. That's the first time I've heard of it. You, ha we haven't spoken about that off off air at all. But no, no, I heard it on the I heard it on the way. That's in. got the biggest mm. whiff about it as well. Well, it does, <laughs> and, and and also, you know, this the story uh, breaking the story. The way it was all planned, by the looks of it, the story was. I'm saying, as in the way it was released to the media and everything. Once again, favors you know taking the media away from the Victorian meetings and, and pushing it to New South Wales. So it's a, you know, it had a lot of, there was a lot of edge to how this would, you know, benefit uh, racing in New South Wales, I guess, to it. So it's very it's weird because it's, it's, unlike, it's unlike racing New South Wales to consult Victoria or ask them about anything. They just bullet a gate and do whatever they like. And that's what it sounds like they've done here. And it was an interesting one yesterday. I, I did notice that um, Richie Callender was first, was out there to, um, you know, put a bit of, um, Mud, the fling knife. mud on uh, the Victorians for the Empire Rose barrier draw. And oh, we retorted back and said that we agreed that it was pretty sloppily handed. And I asked them, I said, oh, furthermore, do you think all bets on the Golden Ro golden Eagle prior to the field expansion should be cancelled? And I thought that was a fair question. Um, he didn't really give me a response there. And then I said, well, well Wells being hundreds into $16 uh, dollars or $17, should that be the base of his inquiry? He really couldn't give me an answer there. And he said it was got nothing to do with him. And he, I thought, I thought he was the head, the CEO of the New South Wales Trainers Association, and then somehow in his backyard, that's a there's a massive cloud over this one, and he's got no idea about it. Conveniently, like the the onslaught um, from the tweet that I sent out is unbelievable, and it's still going now. So it's, I, I didn't expect a pile on, but I tell you what, there's a lot of people with their nose out of joint with this one, and what I've just heard from DK's bamboozling and like it's just he it seems like he's over service pvl or whoever it was that set that that made up this story about uh bent like well, they've the let it snowball that's huh? the problem just by not attacking it head on you know have a little they have press conferences for everything you know like lotto balls and odds and evens and whatever like something like this um you know like just expect you just know what's going to come you've ex you've extended a field from 18 to 20 
controversial, whatever it is, doesn't matter if it's completely innocent, no problem. Just come out and talk about why it's happened and at least everyone, you know, at least knows where they sit and they can have a, you know, a solid opinion either way. This way everyone just doesn't really know what's happened. Uh, you know, we, we just do what we the, want the, is the, kind of the answer. It's so, so North Korean racing. It is it just is. So It's classic. <laughs> it's classic. Like we had, you know, the It's a Done Deal rail movement was about five years ago. But um, the irony of this situation is if they had left it at probably 18 and then emergencies, this runner, if they've bump, bumped it up normally, uh, the the rating, it probably sneaks into the field regardless. So it does, they've just made a bird of it to get yeah. in the field. Well, you can't, then you can't do the whole Frankie Dettori angle and everything. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, for it to for them to sort of have their Monday article or Sunday, whatever the day it was, it came out uh, and hammer the press with it. He'd had to be in the field. They had to know it was going to run. So yeah, mm. I don't know. Well, I'm not sure if I'm cheering it or death riding it. I'm not sure yet, but um, maybe it's irrelevant. Biggie, guard Cardinal Jim, aren't we all in the Cardinal Jim? I don't know. I thought light infantry's across the line, mate. Jamie Spencer, twenty horse field <laughs> around Rose Hill. He will not know where he is. Like he's normally in these five horse jiggy jogs everywhere. Good luck getting around Rose Hill from in gate twenty. This thing, my God, why would you put an international jockey on this horse, Nico? It was uh, one of our lays in our bet doctor beat the doctor promotions. I don't want to talk about it for too long. Yeah, one word answer: Will Animo win at the next clash at two thousand meters at Flemington if he lines up on Champions Day, whatever that is? Uh, yeah, I think you'll win. Uh, I thought what we saw there on Saturday was just. Proof of the best horse in the race. Yeah, I'm Thunderstruck. Didn't have a lot of luck in behind him, but I don't know. I think Animo has never really been a horse that's, I don't think there ever has been a horse that's run down Animo once he's hit the front. He sort of just holds him off. So, uh, yeah, I think the champion labels probably deserved after Saturday, given his body of work so far over the, the course of his career. Mm. Nico does have a uh, picture on his dunny door, so little uh, asterisks around. I don't there. think he, anyone's arguing that the best horse didn't win. Yeah, he, he's a very good horse. He just had the best run just and just whatever. I just said the people that come out and said ninety out of eighty out of hundred, you run it a hundred times, it wins ninety eight. It didn't matter what barrier it drew, it would have won. I think they just need to settle down a little bit because, uh, but but I'm not in any way saying the best horse didn't win. That's right. That's that's my thing. Like they're, they're doubled down on it after the race. Mm. Like if that's me, if I if I'm if I'm Kingsley and I'm having, what do you say? He had sixty thousand on it. Right? Complete moral, just sixty thousand on it. Just complete moral. Hmm. So I got a complete moral at six to four. Has every possible chance. Gets thrown over the line, and two horses given it windburn twenty meters past the post. After I'll say I'll cop the win, but after that race, I'm going looking. What did I miss? What did I miss? Because it was no moral. It's fallen in after having every possible chance at two fifty. What did I miss? But everyone doubled down. Oh, no, it wouldn't matter what run it had, wouldn't matter what barrier drew, would have won. Like, please, please. Like, you cop the win. But if, if you're going to review that properly, say, why don't I miss? Why those horses get so close to him? I, had, I thought I'd win by two links. Even everything. Like, he could drop everything. He was Nothing came after him. You know, he got the back of Tim and, you know, the right. It was just, yeah. Like it, Mate, Ollie, Ollie, Ollie stood in the gut. Ollie did all. Ollie, El Bogadon's supposed to be in the spot where the winner was. He missed the start. And uh, Oh, Thunderstruck's held up from the 400 to the 200. Jamie Spencer's in behind him on gold triplock. It had three hard luck stories behind it as well. Yeah. Mm. Looked like a police escort. It was like one of those presidential uh, like parades going into the yeah. going into the office, the public office. Oh, it was another one of those. It was a great race. But, so I think, yeah, like you say, if you, yes, if you loaded at six to four, you thought it was a moral, you'd just take it and run. Gold trip or young Werther, any chance in the Melbourne Cup? No. Okay. Find out Sunday. Mm. No. I, I couldn't totally discount Gold Trip. I thought that was the race for him all along. Well, I think the Caulfield Cup, we, we ran well and he whatever, and and then he was suited in that race on Saturday because of the conditions and and the, the you know the, all the horses to me. I'd think are milers, but um, two miles, Jesus, far out. Nico, Young Werther, or uh, or Gold Trip in a Melbourne Cup? Yes or no? Yeah, I think both of them are probably live chances. Um, I think Gold Trip's just showing here in Australia's last two that he's probably you know, a borderline weight for age horse, which I think is going to lean, mean a lot in this Marvel Cup, given there's probably a, a bit of a lack of quality from our own sort of mob. So um, if he can run the trip, I would imagine he's probably in the finish. That's probably the big question mark with him, though. That's what I'm mm. most worried about. I think 24 back to two suited, suited him on a softish track. I think, yeah, stretching to two miles. Mm, be interesting to see if there's any petrol left in the tank. But, um, yeah, I couldn't quite put the line through him yet myself. Um Cup Week Punters Club. I think there's about 10K in the early bank, which is good news. Donnie and uh, Scooty are going to steer the show. Once upon a time in Flemington, 
uh, rolling punters club. So that's going to be a beauty. Derby Day, Cup, Oaks and Stakes Day. We're just going to keep it live and rolling. So we're going to have to be really patient on this one. Triple the patience. So there will be uh, only a few bets each day and we can just snipe some early odds. So once we get rolling, if we have a fat day on uh, Derby Day, uh, Tristan won't see which way we've gone. So really excited for that one. And by the time this show goes to air, I'm telling you, we would have pulled the trigger on a couple of bets. It was some uh, multi-madness just to get a couple of big results rolling. So make sure you uh, join in before 10 a.m. on Saturday. It's going to be a beauty. Hopefully uh, the dry tracks uh, start. Well, I don't think the weather's going to be too bad, uh, especially at Flemington. I think maybe soft fives and sixes, great draining track, and there's not a massive rain band. I can't say the same for uh, DK's out wide joints. Hopefully uh, we can get some action there and hopefully the weather uh, is a bit kinder in the country. So make sure you're, uh, you're all over our Cup Week Punters Club. It's going to be a beauty all via the bet, uh, the little birdie uh, app, the betting app, and uh, you can be on track there and you can just uh, fire in at your bookie as soon as the uh, the notification come in, quick as a flash. Just, just run me through this. You're not turning the bank over 100% every day, you weak dog. You've got us in there <laughs> under pressure, under the lights, trying to blow my head off every day, and you're, oh, we'll have one or two bets today, little multi-fillers. Get it, have a crack. We will. Show some balls. We made four days of it. So what? That's 400%. Let's go. <laughs> There's no rules. That's why we can There's start no betting rules. early. We don't have to have all start off the same mark. Me and Donnie can just go bang, bang. There we go. Christ. So it's no holds barred. Are you doing it from the car, like the, the picture? Are you just going to sit in the car together and, and, uh, and pump, drive? Pump action shotgun. Quit like down triple M days where you drive around with the headgear on and that would be good, yeah. Jesus <laughs> just get it. We've just got to get off to a flyer early. And uh, away we go. So it should be, uh, it should just open up nicely. But uh, I think the weather's going to be kinder, so it'll be great. Track screen, tell you what, a couple of beauties this week. Northern, Northern Cup Day, Rose Roll. I tell you what, this one, uh, $8. I love these two pitches. So you've got what it with the, the with the golden light. So it's a roast beef roll. That's how it looks in the Bain Marie in the window. They've got the light on it. And then when you pull it out, oh, have a look at that. That looks like me. Looks it's, like, it's a pasty roll, yeah, a pasty like dry right. roll. That's yeah. you. Yeah. That is you. That's the Walt Beef Roll at that Northern. I've got the fake tan on the left. That's unbelievable. Eight bucks is good value. I'd, I'd cop that. Oh, DK, you'd probably have a heap of those. Needs, needs, needs a bit of coleslaw and um, you'd want them made. You'd want them getting the roll in front of you and putting it out rather than stacking 20 on top and pulling one out of that pile. But, yeah, that's up my alley, the uh, roast rolls with gravy. They're always hard to beat. Mm. Mm. It might get a little bit sweet. Lamb, right. recently loved the lamb of, roll with potato bake. That was my go. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the winner for track screen this week, the seafood basket of the Gold Coast members. I've sent this one in. That's I had a little for human consumption. I had a family day out. It's a beauty. The five the five deep fried food groups are well represented there, Scoot. Oh. Well, it had the uh, the crab stick, which is the dimmy of the sea. Oh. It had uh, some calamari, had scallops, it had a bit of uh, a bit of fish. I'm not sure, I can't remember what it was. The chips were great. The salad's brilliant. I, I think I clicko, asked him. I said, is that salad there just in case, you, in case you go into coronary attack, you have the salad, you know, you whack the vinegar on it and it brings you back to life. Is that what it is? Well, oh, I, <laughs> I was under a fair bit of pressure. If I was going to have a heart attack, it would have been Saturday. It was absolutely torrential rain outside. So we was stuck indoors. Yeah, I saw that. Couldn't put the kids out on the lawn. <laughs> so I took eight, 10-year-old and then Piper's 15 months. So oh, and it was just She heating. was owning the joint, mate. She was owning Met an joint. old girl, Margaret, who used to pull rorts for a uh, couple of uh, Gold Coast, famous Gold Coast identities. Used to race horses with um, Alan Bailey. Back in the day, oh, hey, Bailey, geez. yeah. So she she shared a table with us. So it was, was uh, it was a very educational day out there at Gold Coast, green, but it's a green diamond or something. Yeah, Bailey he was a good trainer. Need to get DK. DK, you come back up for uh, Magic Millions time. Um, get you up here. Work junk. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah, possibly. The, the cruise cruise leaves on the twentieth. When's the Magic Millions? A week before thirteenth. Fourteenth. But if you could you could come up early on about the seventh and then stay for the week and then just bolt straight after without seeing Walt. Anyway. Go and enjoy Hulk juice with Walt Maduri and lemonade. We lost Mickey Mayer up here this week when I was when I was. You did lose it. Yeah, where was he? Great man. I used to manage Tegan there for a while or whatever, and got to know him, and he was like really crook. So uh, obviously, we've both got pretty warped sense of humour. So for some reason, he was uh, I was the one he'd call when he was sort of doing chemo and stuff. Sometimes, so I'd be sitting there talking to him for an hour and a half. Oh my god, the warped sense of humour on this guy. Some of the stuff he came out with, the stories from like back in the day in Sydney when he was riding and then training and. Jack Denham and oh, like me, like he did. And he's the sort of guy, you know, two hours of disappear just talking to yeah, him. I love that stuff. Um, yeah, exactly. So, no, he fought it very hard for a long time and unfortunately, he um, lost his battle. But, um, you know, another character gone. Mm. 
Just read out. What, what do you make? What do you make? Malt mid seventies or something? Th- How old? Yeah, was I he? would say yeah. so. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Mm. Good yeah. training at Sunny Coast. He went, when the money was on, he, he didn't really miss much. Yeah. For my memory. All right, Manscaped twenty percent off using code Little Birdie. So if you uh, you want to uh, short back and sides and keep the uh, the rig ready for action, make sure you uh, head to manscaped.com and uh, type in Little Birdie for your twenty percent off. Christmas around the corner, great gift. Today's show is going to be a beauty. As Don is good, Donny beautiful last week. Got the cash. He had uh, what proper rogue and then Tappy's one that was off the map. Twelve into four dollars, few scratchings, but uh, he collected on both bets. He was beautiful. And nothing for you. What last week what off the it? show. Primito and uh, another camel. Back to yeah. back to the dry track. So Had no elliptical go. Oh my god. Mm, terrible. Is that it? Hey? I don't even remember last one. I, know I was thinking it was Honey Creeper. That was a week before it got beat as well anyway. Yeah. Mm. So uh that uh, if you followed the uh, top spot steam a second and got the chocolates at Adelaide, and I was surprised the price held. I think you still got four forty if you were uh, patient there. I think they were um, also on Ashford Street, which was off the map. That was absolutely sick. Just didn't get a look look at them. And I think they were, um, there was a bit of money for Moanga. I was surprised. Moanga actually ran a pretty good race. Good light, Moanga. I think wasn't it flashing down the outside light? Flemington's going to suit it. I'm still looking for the 1000 I thought I had on elliptical at $6 the place in the spring champion. If anyone finds it anywhere <laughs> too, well, just let me know because I've been unable to locate it. That's the worst thing with the trying to get on. You just forget forget about bets, oh, forget just, about cash. I remember thinking this thing, $6 a play, should be six a win. Make sure you get on that first before it tumbles. No idea what I did with it or whether I had it or what. In one I, of the 80, 80 accounts you've got, there's 80 bookies like, or something, the isn't it? The funny thing, I don't anymore. Like It's just crazy, and there's only a couple you can get on. So And I'm like, went straight to them, and I'm like, what? Huh? Mm. And I, the sick part was, you know, probably play the race differently, but I'm – yeah, my bad, my bad. That's a story for another day. Well, the place market, when can we discuss that? Place market 2022-2023 style. Oh, my 400% God. the place. We'll keep it We'll, we'll keep it positive, keep it moving. We got Sausage, sausage Rolled, uh, beat, beat the doctor last week. Big Blue Army just crushed us. We had Animo top two finish and Golden Mile. They both, they both I'm going to say they both fell in. They blew in the market. Oh, I'm happy. trying to find a positive for you. You said stay oh, positive. Huh? <laughs> so, They're both soft in the market. From minusculely, even though they were never in doubt to in the run to go top two, I thought I thought at certain stages we we're going to get one of them beat. Golden Mile was aggressive because there was nothing in the race really, but um, yeah, Animo, yeah, whatever. Tell you what, heaps of clients piled on for that one and got uh, Tristan's money, so we'll come up with a new one this week. I'm I may be thinking press again, Godolphin, and maybe go in secret try and lay her. I just it all, why not? Just take absolutely it perfectly drawn fourteen hundred back to twelve. Yeah, just take it. There's some good horses to beat in that race too. Absolutely. Well, how do you? Yeah, well, you'll get to that, I'm sure. But it's all about how the track plays, probably, um, isn't it? Like where they come. Yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting to see what happens. Mm. Uh, the straight's going to be an absolute beauty, despite uh, New South Wales tactics to try and uh, disturb or ruin Derby Day. It's it's absolutely jam packed. I can't wait for Nico to go through a couple of these races. He's uh, his pin-up horse on the Cox Plate, so he's absolutely on fire except for his uh, bill of health. Make sure you check out Top Sport this weekend, 5K on all the Group 1s. So there's plenty of action there. You can win an absolute monster off them, and they're Australian-owned, so make sure you support Top Sport. They, uh, they take all our bets for the syndicate, so um, they don't mind uh, having a bit of a swing or letting you have one as well. So very aggressive, Tristan. He is absolutely fearless. Derby Day, uh, Nico Noonan's mail, 122 bucks till the end of December. And so that's uh, insights three to five minutes before the jump. You get them all on Telegram, so make sure you uh, jump in a little birdie shop and get that. He'll be on fire, no doubt. And, and the Coolmore Stud Stakes, as DK just uh, spoke about, deep field this one, and it's going to be an absolute cracker. Let's uh, sink our teeth into this one first, Nico. And the favourite here is the horse that uh, I want to get stuck into, sink the boots into this. It's, uh, it's been off the scene since the Golden Rose and it's coming up against uh, Jackano, who was superb in the Everest, uh, in secret 370 at Top Sport, $5 Jackano. Bonus not just Waltz Hall, 750 Call and get a seven fifty grand impact nine fifty economics twelve dollars best of Bordeaux sixteen Sajardin twenty twenty one lofty strike and I'm not going to bother about the rest. Let's start uh, zipping through a couple of replays here. In secrets the first one and Jackano's in this race as well. It's the uh, the Golden Rose. She didn't have a, a great run in transit, Nico, but uh, Jackano still mows her down. And I just I look at the market. And I know who I'd rather be on. Yeah, I think key to this replay is it's 1,400, so Jack and I have that extra 200 metres to sort of run her down, but I think down the straight, um, 
his advantage is definitely going to be that straight line speed. You know, once he sort of balances up there and motors to the line, he's really good. He sort of doesn't corner that well, which was probably the worst run of part of his run here. So you think down the straight, he's going to be super suited. Um, you know, he's drawn wide. He's probably going to get to the maybe some of the better lanes of the track. He's going to have to run down in secret, which is probably going to be, you know, the horse he's going to beat. I kind of thought there was probably only two chances in the race. If in secret sort of gets everything go away and Jack knows a bit held up or those kind of things, he'll, she'll probably beat him. Um, but if he gets things go his way, which um, he probably can from barrier number 16, because it's not too sort of late in the carnival, I doubt they're getting right towards the outside fence here, every runner in the race. So he should find some sort of clear air. Um, I would have thought Jack knows probably the value at sort of five fifty five dollars If she jumped Jack out or anything. Let's have a look at uh, Jack and O here, Walt. He's um, down along the inside and sort of getting pushed along a bit. Yeah, well, this is kind of the worry, I guess, too. So it's gone 14 back to 12, now has to do 12 again. But I agree, I think the straight's probably the saviour. But, um, yeah, like this was run really quick and they not as if they really slowed down. Um and yeah, sort of back towards the inside's never an easy thing to do either. I think if he had sort of got to the middle and been able to wind up, he probably finishes a touch closer. And it's not as if he went poorly and he wasn't stopping on the line. So it doesn't look like he's a tired horse. What is he, fourth up or fourth up? Fourth up. So um, yeah, it's not as if he's been over raced. But let's just ask you, is, is in secret, it's weird for it's a 35 days. Has he not jumped her out down the straight or anything? Um, no, he has. She had a pretty quiet, quiet jump out down the straight, wasn't sort of too much of a guy. She sort of sat out the back and didn't do much. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't be reading into it too much. No, it's a, it's a positive anyway, really, because if it was 35 days not seen and hadn't jumped her out, I'd be probably concerned. So, I'd Yeah, say. it doesn't seem like there's been an issue there or anything. It just seems like they've just set her for the race. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's an interesting one. Bonus Notches has had a, uh, a jump out. Obviously, it uh, ran really well against Gigi Kick, Cool and Gatter. Uh, the lightning bolt, we haven't seen it since the Friday night. They scratched it from the valley last week. Grand Impact is a horse that uh, DK might know a lot about. It's got a little picket fence there, Price Zara, and there's been a little bit of trickle of money for it. Thoughts on uh, that runner, DK? Oh, he's a nice horse going forward, of course. Look, you, you've got ripper talent, but this is a hot race. Well, it's a ripping race. So I thought, well, what's wrong with the Giga Kick form? Like, Giga Kick comes out and wins the. Wins the Everest and Bonus not just ran into a pimple. Yeah. So Matthew Smith's good trainer, isn't he? <clears throat> well, good he's, trainer? he's not. Okay. I've got to be careful here. <laughs> Usually you don't want to find him. The last two, three months, he's absolutely airborne. So at the moment, yeah, no problem. Yeah, I'm cheering. Mickey, I've found out a mate's got a share in Bonus not just the other day. Mick Edabut also a great racing uh, name and family from Victoria. Mate, um, so I'm on 50s, mate. So tell him, just give him his give, give him your condolences now that he's, he's in a lot of trouble. But <laughs> he might be in the right part of the tractor on 15. But um, mm. loves the straight, just finds the line. Yeah, what's left in the tanks? A bit of a query. Um, economics, Walt. No, not not that. Not not at that level. Oh, I just think the other horse around him in that same spot. So you know, I I think Bonus Notches is up against it for mine. Fifth run, first prepper to be one of the biggest wins in the history of the world, but. Um, Doing what he did his second, his last two runs is huge. It is, but like I just think this is a prep. very, very different high pressure. Like they're going to fly here. Yeah. It hasn't been to twelve hundred. I'm not saying that's a negative. It may be a positive in time. It's just a huge. It's just a huge effort from a you know a horse that's you know not seasoned to win a race like this. And you got horses like Jack and O closing on you. And mm. I don't even. I think Best of Bordeaux went huge in the Manicato. Yeah. Sort of sat outside of ten length <laughs> above speed or whatever it was like. Um, I think sixteen dollars is a big problem. I was just saying it. I think it should be, you know, eight nine dollars. I'd have in secret closer to seven eight dollars or something like that. I think Jack and I should be favourite and cooling out of fifteens. Yeah, I think the market's a little bit wrong, but it's not a mm. great betting race. I think it's a great spectacle though. I think Jack and O has to be favourite. Has to be favourite. If it's if it's down the middle, it has to be favourite. Mm. Nico, how big was uh, – I thought Lofty Strike was a nice run. How was uh, how did he go at Caulfield that day? Or how did he look in the yard? Yeah, he looked big in the yard, so you definitely take a lot of improvement from that. Um, yeah, I think they've just set him for one race, and I reckon they really trained him to sort of improve um, with the sort of few weeks between runs. Wouldn't be surprised if he had a few hard gallops or something like that. I thought he was probably a blowout chance. He did beat Jackano sort of um, as a two-year-old when Jackano didn't have a lot of luck. So if you're playing exotics, you could definitely throw him in, but um, – yeah, I think we're all sort of on the same page here, Jack. And I will say Buenos Lachez, I know he came within very close of gear kick, but gear kick was probably only like 80% fit that day. So um, I think it, it was probably a bit flattered. Yeah. 
he was probably a bit flattered the margin yeah well, and he was flat he was flattered by what it came out and did i would imagine like um and i would say yeah, like for this horse to be on the up is unlikely whereas giga kick obviously was was <laughs> on the up Gee, both those horses are nice horses grand impact and lofty strike um, whether this is their race or not, but geez, they're nice. Well, geez, it's a nice horse, Grand Impact. Holy heck, it's so strong. Mm. Yeah, the two absolutely. Gate one, worst possible gate potentially, unless it is fence. Mm, definitely follow those ones if uh, they don't salute or if they just run a big race here. I think they're uh, going places. And, yeah, it was, just, it was a great training performance, I thought, just to get Lofty Strike that close on a heavy track with, as Nico says, improvement. So definitely one to follow, and he could be a sneaky sneaky. He's got a lot mm. of ability. Let's. Uh, so we're all in agreement there. To a certain extent, uh, the Victoria Derby is the next one we're going to have a look at. Race seven, it's uh, Berrikeely, Berkeley, Barkley, three dollars sixty favorite, and uh, Sharp and Smart three seventy. Mister Maestro six fifty. Don't say its name. Pericles eight dollars. Miramasa fourteen for G to Sand twenty one. Let's roll the dice. Grand Piero, uh, Manzois all around that twenty one and twenty six dollar mark. Distrustful. Oh, oh. Broad, uh, $31, and that's uh, about the gist of it. We'll have a quick look at uh, Sharp and Smart first. Uh, real workman like Roger, I tell you what, if you listen and turn up the wireless on uh, 927, you'll hear how um, how big of an opinion um, Graham Rogerson has about this horse. He had a little track gallop. He's eaten it all up before he, but he walks up to the stand to talk to the media. Uh, he hasn't trained a city winner in eight months. Now he's talking about opening a satellite stable in Australia. What the hell's going on? This is far left, this horse, Nuts. if you ask. Mate, you know what it is? It's Walt pulling the tail on the first two and something had to win. And it's done it to me two times in a row, this camel. I'm not – like, the win was good, right? But the, that track, for whatever reason, you could sit wide there that day. So I think it's just, you know, just be very careful. Elliptical 100% knocked up there. Had to make a long run, only third up, 2,000. Like, it. it I'm not saying that form is bad. She's extreme, probably should have won. Um, just be, just be wary of the form. I, I'm, you know, it's a good horse, and I know I've got a little bit of a set against it. But yeah, I just think everyone's getting a bit excited that he sat wide, no cover in that race. And um, whilst you know it wasn't a bad win by any stretch, I don't think it's the monumental performance everyone else is um, making out. Mm, I think that's I mean, he's still probably open to improvement, or he seemed to be a run behind, but. Yeah, it worries me that mm-hmm. she's extreme, mm, just sort of surging to the line there. I'm a little bit concerned with that form as myself. But have a look. Let's have a look at uh, Barclay Square and Pericles and Virtuous Circle. Nico, you can chat through this one. Yeah, Barclay Square. I thought this was a run of a horse, probably looking for further. He came off the bit a long way out, um, sort of hit a bit of a flat spot, and then really just sort of grinds away and wins. Um, the Virtuous Circle, the horse widest was in the derby. I'd probably be tipping him. So. I think this is probably the right form. I think Pericles has got a bit of a task. Um, so he was on the back up there. He's going to have to back up again and get to 2,400. He may be the best horse to come out of this race, but I just don't know if Saturday will be his day. So, yeah, Berkeley Square is pretty hard to knock. I think he's, uh, you know, he's had one run at Flemington and then he absolutely bolted in. So I think that's a big tick getting back to sort of a big track like that. Um, looks like he's looking for the trip. I, f- I found him hard to split. I think Berkeley Square... Like he paraded, probably the best I've seen him last start. Looks like he's really in the zone. It's just whether, you know, how good, sharp, and smart is. Um, can J Mac find that extra half length, length like he can on most of them at the moment to sort of, you know, sort of put up, put put away a race? He's never really put away a race this horse, but um, he's just a line finder. He's every single run he's had, he just finds the line. Looks like a stayer. Um, I was probably leaning sharp and smart. I think he may be the better stayer, but uh. There's not much between them. I'd be surprised if anything else won. I think if they get the luck, one of them will win. Mm, the big drifter, but the other one is uh, Mr. Maestro. We'll have a look at uh, one of its replays here. And this is actually at Flemington and since come out and won the uh, Caulfield Classic, which um, might be a bit below par, but uh, seems to like Flemington, this horse, and got a bit of an ability, but uh, the market sort of binned him a little bit here, $4 out to six fifty already. Yeah, well, he's, he's been the early favourite for this race for a long time, um, I think since this win. This is a really fast run race. The strength of the form in behind is probably a bit questionable. The horse sort of getting into fifth won the, the uh, Geelong Classic there at... Um, Geelong sort of going back two weeks or a week and a half ago so maybe it stood up a little bit um he's been in the Caulfield Classic was okay I just the barrier looks like it's really going to be the tough ass for him sort of getting back wide and having to scout the field but um yeah I was happy enough to be against him I thought he might have a bit of a task ahead of him could be the best stayer though he looks like a real genuine stayer um, oh, and, and here comes and here comes three words 
man's voice. And here comes man's voice. Hmm. There's there's a couple of uh, there's, there's a couple of funny ones. I thought Pericles. I didn't I didn't want to be with it, and I didn't back it, and I was frightened <laughs> when the money just didn't stop coming for it. That was just unbelievable. Yeah, I, I think Nico's on the mark there. I think in twelve months' time, this horse could be anything. I think you'll be like he may just Animo may come off the door and up goes Pericles, uh, the back of the toilet door. I think this horse could be absolutely anything. I'm in love with him, but um, yeah, far out. How many horses have won? Gone 14, 14, 2,400 first prep and won a derby. Oh, there'd be f- very few of them. Yeah, within three weeks. Yeah. Too, like, oh. And from this stable, it's just so weird. Like, it, it just screams that they must think this horse is just a machine. Because it's, like, it's crazy it, to think that he's in the race. He yeah, just, like back Cummings in the- doesn't do this. He just doesn't do this, you know. So he doesn't do it, but it was Hitotsu, you know, and it's all, all rules went out the door. You know, you can do anything with them if you're a good trainer. And it's a, they've got the right horse or the right. But I agree. Like he was a, like the, what he did in the in the AJC Derby was crazy as well. But um, yeah, and and you know, another pretty um, reserved trainer that doesn't do crazy stuff. So I'll keep it keep I'll keep it simple. Here. The, the 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 vase is the right form. You know, if, if you really wanted to rate, if you you really had a close look, you could rate that race better than the Cox Plate. They went out slower, home quicker. They're in the same time, and I thought Nick I was harsh on saying Berkeley Square was grinding away. Look, the sections it was fine in the line. So Pericles and Berkeley Square, that for me, keep it simple, Rod. No, yeah, keep keep it simple. That's a trivic rating vase. That'll hold them in good stead. I'm amazed, uh, of all things, that Anthony Cummings didn't run She's Extreme in this race. I cannot believe it's not in the derby. Well, like he, I just lose a dollar one to back it up in this race. Not here. Probably not with Glenn on it, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Skiffy also I was pretty disappointed with last start, but I, I don't know what's uh, what's going on with, on with that horse. But um, I think it's got a good race in it, but I just don't know the Derby's going to be. If you're looking for an absolute uh, knockout blowout or something to uh, chuck in a placing, he just he looks at a really nice type uh, to my eye, that horse. Let's keep moving along because it's uh, dragging on the show a little bit. Uh, Empire Rose uh, is the next one. and Have they done the barrier draw yet or is it? Yeah, that's what we spoke about earlier. Oh, sorry. So there's a little bit of controversy, but uh, everyone knows about that, but they don't know about these. You the should have got to been able to pick which one you wanted out of the first two and just, you know, like load a few into each gate. It would have been more fun that way. Mm, there's lots of different opinions floating around. This has been a big market mover overnight. Ooh, What's going on here? Something's collapsed here. Hey. Must be a couple of big big names. I have never been tipped a horse more in my life than this horse. 350 this morning. What's going on? We're going to see why. 310 into 240, some deductions probably. Lickety split, 650. Nimalee, $9. Palisipan, 11. Ice bath, 15. Belpasur, 18. Kiss on all four cheeks, 18. My whisper. Jeez, it just absolutely brained them last start. I, I tried to find that horse, but the track put me off and it didn't matter. She put a hole in him. $18. Yearning, 20. Daisy's, 21. And then you've got Kiku and others uh, out around the 20. To one mark or more, but Fangirls come out five cent deduction and then nine cents for uh, Hinged and Lacrick. We're going to have a look at its uh, last start replay over in New Zealand, and she's in the red uh, up on speed and with the white cap and puts a hole in this field. Nico, just easy July. Yeah, this is a a dominant win by her. This is probably um, I think it's her best rating. She sort of put down over there on some of the rating stuff I sort of saw online. Um, just puts a gap in him doesn't she absolute hole in him that turn of foot she has is very good i think she's probably come back better this preparation like she did start at dollar 30 in the new zealand derby um didn't look like she ran 2400 there she bolted in the avondale guineas and i think she's come back better this preparation so um i think the second horse she beat there come out and bolted in the livermore classic um which is their sort of prem it's like their cox plate so the form sort of stacked up there um yeah in a, in a race, it's very even, these fans. They've sort of been taking turns and all the lead-ups, even the invitation's been even. Um, the sort of Melbourne lead-ups have been very even. You get a horse like this that just comes down here. She's absolutely flying. J-Mac goes aboard. She's third up. Everything's sort of tick, tick, tick. Um, yeah, if she replicates that last start, I don't think there's any beating her. It's just whether she sort of rates down, um, which there could be a chance given she's coming overseas and all that, and she may not be, you know, at 110% like she is in her own backyard, but. Uh, there's no sort of spoil the price now. It's sort of 240 with Hinged and Fangirl coming out, but they're probably our two biggest dangers. They're probably the only two horses in the race that had similar figures. Um, so, yeah, I think if she's 
she's showing up at sort of 90 percent 95 percent i think she'll just win mm. gets soft five six perfect track conditions drawing a good gate gets jmac hard to make a case against bell Pusser, it was a bit of a roughy or yeah. exotic horse for me i just wrote its name down too just because you know she's looking at his split no nimily bashed up no ice bath no palacipan couldn't run a mile if it had a 400 meter head start uh, kiss on all four cheeks for yeah, it's like he just sort of go down and it's it was the first horse at sort of 20 to one that looked like it, you know, soft draw. It certainly was unlucky the other day, just you know, how strong that race was. But geez, it's a soft race, isn't it? Mm. Well, that's a, I'm, I'm saying similar thought to you. What there's just not not many horses that run a strong mile here, and mm. Bell Plus in a pass has got a bit of a uh, push button sort of turn of foot, and oh, it's just on a platter for La, La Creek. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I'd still rather back well pursue each way at twenties or something. I don't know. I just there's quite a bit of speed here. Uh, where does he go from nine? Like it's um, yeah. Like you, I want to find. I want to find the two thousand meter horse. Uh, yeah, she probably is the two thousand meter horse. Like off what she did. Oh, last definitely break. the horse to beat. Don't get me wrong. Um, I just love going looking for things to beat favorites. <laughs> yeah, fair. Like fair enough. Like if you want to find something to beat her, it's you know you you're going to be finding something at twenty. So there's there's probably a little bit of um. You know, there's a bit of appeal there, isn't it, to try and get her beat, but I, I just don't know if this is the horse to try and do that with. Like, she just improved so much this preparation in her ratings and already shown a heap of ability. Like, she, she just could be better. They talked about running her in the Cox Plate. Like, that's how much an opinion they have. I read a few articles over in New Zealand. Craig Grills, the writer who wrote her, said he's one, she's one of the best he's ever ridden. Um, he had a very good association with Tiakau, Um So You know who will win this race? Yeah, I, I would I would imagine he's, she's very good. If Man's Zoys whips down the outside in the derby and improves like well, it's actually not impossible I'm, I'm not joking there i actually think it's a very good horse but <laughs> if it does and uh, team waller's on song this dirty horse of tissue that we've got beaten in uh, benchmark 70s about 93 times watch it rattle home as well at uh at 50s in this race it's like it's a weird right like I'm, again it's a sort of each way i'm not i'm actually not joking it, it's a it's a big price at 50s just because more from a place perspective there's just not much depth to it mm. This is a bit of a worry. This this race, Nico. Can this start this thing to start tomato sauce? Is there be odds on this horse? There's every chance it might be. Oh, J Mac, but it's New Zealand. If they just back off its last start figure relative to the other horses that are coming in, it, it could start very short. I don't know if they will, given its sort of New Zealand form, and they might sort of rate it down a little. But if you just took the ratings and sort of face value off its last start. It could start very short for sure. There's just nothing they can back. No. Even the twenty to one chance, it's not going to do much to the market, is it? There's <clears> nothing <throat> they can back around the market other than it. All right, that's that's Nico's best of the day, La Creek, and I tell you, it's going to be a very popular horse. So uh, it'll Creek, be just multi Creek. multi madness, and it could be the death of uh, Top Sport on Saturday. It could just be the bookie killer late in the day. Poor but, old Tristan. Hey, poor old Tristan. I wonder if he's back on the bowling alleys yet. <laughs> yeah, he's, he sent me a picture of him timping bowling. Started well, finished poor. Oh God! Mm, so that's our next one of our next live streams over the summer sp- spring that's break. What we need that's the summer what we break. Need some sort of sporting challenge. Get me out of the dungeon. Yeah, outstanding, outstanding uh, stuff there, Nico. Can't wait for uh, Flemington. As I said, get his many yard mail. Absolute beauty there, and he's a punning form disciple, just like myself. And uh, you can use their uh, sectional data and their benchmarks for the post-race, as DK alluded to, for the Cox Plate, and uh, you can uh, stack up all the form there. So make sure you check out punningform.com.au. Absolutely airborne, those boys. Walt, we're going to talk about uh, Rose Hill. Going to be an absolute beauty and uh, enough track. sooking. Enough sooking. You got. You finally got good a dry track. surface. How's it feel to do dry track? You know what's going to happen. Somebody will leave the sprinklers on. Oh, they haven't turned the sprinklers on <laughs> since February last year, and someone will get it stuck on bloody full tilt or something, and we'll still get an eight. But uh, dry track, big fields. Jesus. Anyway. Where are we starting? Mars Mission's a favourite here in the uh, Little Birdie app, benchmark 78. Oh, it's a uh, $2.60 favourite here. Mars Mission in from 310. Winning versus 380. Monty Ditto is 950. Classy JB, uh, $11. Delexio, 13. Capital Reigns, 16. And that's where I'll pull up here. But the replay you're going to have a look at here is winning verse in the yellow with the purple. Uh, just sitting outside the leader here and uh, only gets run down late. I only wanted to put this up really because it was the last winner I backed, but I just uh, I just wanted to build my confidence and that was why I wanted to see the replay. But uh, this horse is a bit of an underrated horse. It's, I think when was it? Uh, went down to Melbourne and bolted up a race uh, down there last prep. Just very underrated type. Hard to sit outside leader first up like this horse did and, and kick on so strongly. 
certainly wasn't stopping. Like you can see, it was green, if anything, there. And, you know, uh, some it took a decent horse that was well set up to beat it that day. Uh, I think it draws to sort of roll, roll four. There is potential for good speed here, which would suit the favourites. I'm hoping they just don't overdo it. And this horse sort of settles in the first three or four. I think it certainly should be favourite. Mars Mission, um, it was what, just what relentless with it for, money for it first up. First up, yeah. It was relentless money with Zach Lloyd and, and it ran well. But, um, yeah, I just don't the, – the, the mark. someone seems to be in love with this horse for whatever reason and – uh, yeah, I'm certainly not discounting it as a as a good chance on Saturday, but I just think probably the betting's the wrong way around between it and uh, it and winning verse, and and I'm hoping uh, Zach gets sort of lost on the inside here on on Mars Mission in what should be a fast run race. I can see there's going to be horses around it on the inside that are going to cause problems for it um, from a strength perspective. He's going to need to ride this horse really well. I think he, you know, he's riding winners, but I'm sort of taking him on at the moment, Zach. I think he he's he's um. I want to use a word that's – I think he needs to build his strength up. I think he really, you know, is, um, you know, a little bit overwhelmed by uh, strong horses. So he's a, he's a jockey I'm sort of taking on at the moment, hoping Tim just bounced him out. He's stuck in there till Christmas and and winning versus off and gone. Mm. There is a horse here that's really weird in Clay's Classy JB. One race hasn't been seen for a while, but Gate 1, Willie, I'm hoping it sort of takes care of itself as well. But it's the only horse I'm really scared about, Classy JB. Classy JB. Okay. All right, so taking on uh, horse and rider there. That's why we love you, Walt. Mm. Wow, this is it, the controversial race, the Golden Eagle, $10 million with the uh, field of 20 now, and that's light infantry, the favourite here, 480 as much as 650 better in the week, $4.20 now, chain of lightning, 480 uh, in from $10. Uh, I wish I win, uh, 6 out to $10 in the Congo. 10 hinge 12 dollars gypsy goddess 17 valana 17 dollars fangirl 18 dollars mr mozart 18 well wall controversial horse 18 dollars francesco datori and uh, overpass 21 dollars cardinal gem good on your b 26 dollars hope in your heart 31 kiss some probably not going to make the field 31 dollars and then uh, one of nico's horses pinstripes there at 31 waltz horse converge 41 and then uh, the rest of them will give a bit of a buy to. But um, right now we're going to have a look at uh, Light Infantry, the hot pot favourite here. It's the uh, the blue and green with the big white face there on three from the outside. And he actually ends up being the widest or the, the runner closest to the fence and closest to us. And uh, the horse that uh, beat him that day is Inspiral, which is uh, one of the, I guess, the the best or the, one of the leading fillies over in Europe at the time. But um, this is a group one in France. And... He doesn't uh, doesn't shoot the task and really tries to uh, motor and run down this uh, this horse. So obviously none of us are uh, French form experts, but uh, the mile form in Europe should stack up. And it's been glowing reports from uh, from Kira Ma. Uh, what since do you do with it? Just I just don't know what to do with it. I just don't, I just don't know how that translates. And it's nothing to do with the horse. The horse is obviously strong, got ability, but. How do you place that horse in a like that was how many eight horses in a fifty seven thousand wide straight race? Mm. Now you get now you're sending him to Rose Hill with twenty runners. field plus 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 plus. You got Jamie Spencer who you know whatever um, like a great jockey, but like I'm not putting him on a horse around Rose Hill. Where's this horse get to in the run? Uh, it's going to be a very ugly race, like as in horses going everywhere. Um, you know, like every, like Jack and O's winning the. The, the, the Rose, for argument's sake, was a, a horse that, you know, like a, like a very special win, something you don't see that often at, at Rose Hill. This horse is going to have to put up some sort of something performance like. like that, find, you know, the gaps when it needs it in 20-horse field. It's just scary. Just, yeah, it's scary. I just don't know how to – I literally wouldn't have a clue how that horse is going to handle the circumstances here. Mm, let's have a look at uh, the lead-up, the Silver Eagle with uh, Valana. And obviously we've made mention about this before. It's – it's a little bit odd that it's at Randwick, but um, good win here, Valana. But now draws twenty four. You got Nash. Great uh, ride this day, right? Like, but it was first up, and what it did to these horses was pretty dominant. Um, like, really dominant. This horse has always shown that she's capable of becoming top, very top, like top top class. And it looks like she certainly come back in as good a form as she ever has been. He. Um, what? He. She isn't it? Isn't Valana? Alana. Isn't it a man? Horse. Is it? Did they, did they, is it at a trans? Yeah, it's a trans. Oh, I thought it was me. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, beautiful. It's a good looking bloke. Um, 
Yeah, from 23, like I, I want to find that horse. That's the horse I want to find in the race. Nash is not at his best, um, you know, that race aside. And um, from where the hell does this horse get from 23? I just think it is the hardest race I've ever seen in my life and I'm going to cheer for Wellwall so hard. It's insane just for the absolute carnage and mayhem that's going to happen. Mate, th- th- you will struggle to find a harder race than this in your life. Just because of the way everything sets up, it's an afterthought for half the horses. You got horses mm. second up. You got light infantry in there. You got overpass coming off, um, you know, a, a twelve hundred meter runs. You got Mister Mozart off an average run, hinged off, you know, three different grand finals. I wish I win. I'm assuming this is close to the grand final for it. Like obviously last start, it was short price favorite in a big race, but what does it do? You know, it's he Sydney hit the line super. Like I went back through the tapes and just trying to look for holes in the market, mm. see where Converge how he finished off, but. I can't see a horse like Converge beating I Wish I Win Home. I thought $10 I Wish I Win is a great each-way play. In yeah, it's, and then it's only going fair. Chain of Lightning's second favourite, drawn inside. You know, tough, tough, tough. Um, Gypsy just, Goddess just is in there first an up. Where's an wow. angle? I don't know what the angle is. Gypsy Goddess, there's another question mark. Uh, hoping your heart, absolutely flying, way up in grade. Um, Converge, like you say, at his best. Can do anything. First time he sees an absolute dry deck this time in, but like impossible to find him with any confidence. Pinstripe flying. Where does it get to? Who knows? The man to ask is Holy DK. Heck. DK, he, he's mate someone Aussie. help me, Christ. Oh, he knows Aussie. Play his kid plays in the same footy team as Aussie. It's light infantry. Aussie owns light infantry. It's a machine. The thing's a machine. Right. Do you hear the story about it? No. Nah. Tell us. All right. So they ring up trying to buy it. And they said not for sale. Can't help you. So then rang back and said, no, we really want to buy it and got Aussie and um, the bloke, the big meat bloke from Geelong, Cole McKenna. So we've got plenty of cash. No, it's still not for sale, but if you really, really want it, get creative. So went back again anyway. They did a deal. They bought half of it from thinking around five million or six million for half. Stays here for one run, going in for the one run, part of the deal. Goes back for 12 months over there. As runs at Royal Ascot, runs in all the carnivals and that over there, then comes back here and posses up with Kieran Mars. So I'm hoping it wins wins on Saturday to get their what they outlaid back, if they can, and then and then it um, then they've got a horse to play with and it's paid for itself. But um no, they were definitely targeting a horse for that race to try and buy it. And he said, We're buying one for the Golden Eagle and this is it. How long has it been out here, roughly? Not a month or something. Yeah, about a month, three weeks, I think. Because mm, its last winner was August fourteenth in mm. France. Oh, the, sorry, the replay that we showed. Yeah, yeah, second yeah. to the to the best filly in Europe, uh, allegedly. Yeah, I would have looking, seeing some figures on him in that. If he had to come out here for the say the Cox Plate, Noel Bogdan was started starting second or third favorite. This would have started second favorite in the Cox Plate off the sort of figures he's put up there overseas. Um, if he replicates what he did last start, um, sort of figures wise, he's going to be. He'd, he'd win most group ones in Australia if he did that. It's just whether you want to back him on Saturday, like Bolt said, he's got a tricky map. Where's he going to get to in the run? I have no doubt he's probably the best horse in the race, but that doesn't always mean you win the race, does it? So it's a few horses there that looks at the peak. I think Fangirl, sort of if she drew a bare barrier, would be right in the game back onto a dry track. Um, I'd be interested to see what she does from a maybe exotics point of view if you're playing that way. But everything you kind of hear and sort of look at, the more you dig into light infantry, if he's anywhere near his best, he should probably just win. And if it was Ra- even if it was Ramwick, you'd just be like, well, he's going to find room at some place, sometime to move. And like and as you say, it's not he's not six to four. If he was six to four, I'd one hundred percent be taking him on whatever he is, four fifty ish. Like you say, it's probably, you know, it's it's worthwhile um making a decision one way or the other because that's right. If he brings his form, he gets every chance in the run or close enough to, you know, four dollars fifty is fair enough. The market market will tell the story. If some of the robots out there could mark him six to four of his figures like no that. Doubt. That would be definitely something they could do off the how good he's going. Yeah, I think you're right. I think they hundred percent will. So um, it's going to keep going off. Well, there's again, it's a bit similar to that other. It, it just those guys who don't play off field too much and just run off numbers are going to have this horse very short. Mm. Despite what you saw in the Cox Plate, I think I don't have the punting form data is hundred percent correct for Europe. It's always spot on for Australia and Singapore and Hong Kong, but. I thought I read that Spencer's got a 24% strike rate. So he's obviously he's had a mare on gold trip, but he's 
a very, very good rider when the conditions suit. But as you say, the big field's the question mark. But um, but it's it's just a track that he hasn't ridden too often. It's it's a little bit tricky. Like it's a, especially when it's dry, it's hard to sort of come wide in the circle. And and maybe this horse has got enough on him to do it. But you sort of want to cut under him, find a gap, and and sort of build in the straight around here, ideally. And with twenty horses around you, that's not going to be easy. So it's just a bit of a nightmare race. Um, yeah, you'd just be wary, but I'm not going to talk anyone out of backing it, that's for sure, at the price it is. Mm. Well, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But uh, if you want uh, Walt's assessments uh, to the final minutes and to the death, make sure you check out racingwatch.com.au. He's Master's Part of 2022 winner, which is a prestigious title. He'll get presented with the, the jacket over in Augusta, similar to the fan fanfare after the winner of Augusta. You know what the weirdest thing is about Augusta? Mm. Where they present the jacket and how awkward it is in the room after the golf with the past winner. There's like four four people in there. Yeah. How weird's that? And and you see the amateur guy there and whatever. It's so bizarre. Sitting there for five hours. Maybe I should present you the jacket with just us two here and just do it there. Oh, yeah. Awesome. (laughs) Just cover me in the the green screen you've got behind you. You just that'll do. That'll do. Holy heck. Time for Donnie's best. G'day, boys. Donnie's best again this weekend. It's good to get the double collect last week. Let's try and do it again this week. I'm pretty keen on one this week at Eagle Farm. It comes up in race five, number four, mix from the lead Friedman stable. Uh, first up and second up, this preparation has been checked and held up in the straight at crucial times. It's gone 1,000 metres, 1,200 metres. The step up to 14 is absolutely ideal. It's got a positive jockey change with Boris Thornton going on. The wide alley is going to be difficult. If they decide to pull the trigger and roll forward, it's led in one before. I think it's going to be mighty hard to beat. And the $16 to win and $4.40 to place with Top Sport is an enormous price. So I'll be making that an absolute massive result. So pretty keen on that one. And better race one, the two-year-old, the Mishani handicap. Les Ross has got 11 of the 14 runners. The Queensland Tierra reformed is awful. Happy to look elsewhere. And I think the two Sydney horses, Room for Squares and Tabata Set, will beat them if they can get a run. Hopefully only one of them turns up. You can't back early with the percentages at the moment. So we'll wait till game day and back one of those. So, but the main bet, Eagle Farm, race five, number four, mix each way all day. Merry Christmas, boys. It's an absolute doozy. Good luck. Outstanding stuff with Donnie. And uh, I think mix is a dual nomination there. So if it and does. And so is the favourite in that race. Ang Powers in Sydney as well. So just be careful. Very, very, uh, very scary there. But uh, mix is going to run, if not Saturday, it's uh, it's on for Melbourne Cup Day. So horse that's absolutely flying and interesting to see what uh, the Freeman camp do with that runner and as he said the Mashani race in the first race is a bit tricky because you've got uh, the Sydney horses have um, have come up pretty short 330 225 there's 190% on the board and then I've, I've never seen anything like it 155 250 $3 350 $10 and there's still like 10 runners to go my mm-hmm. god it's it's going to be interesting to see if all the Mashani. Surely they just keep them in the field and just plonk them around. Just for, you just, would just not to let the Sydney, everyone. We just wouldn't let the Sydney horses get a whiff. Just, yeah, why would you? Why, why would you let him in? And Les Ross is not really one to scratch one. So it's it's going to cost him how many? One, two, three. How many runners he got? Fourteen has he got of his own, or thirteen, or something? Well, oh, no, there's one uh, buttons horse. The there. buttons horse, Terrell so and T. Button. It's going to cost him about four thousand to float him there. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> oh. Unbelievable. Outstanding. Go the Mashani. So hopefully uh be interested to see if a uh, Sydney trainer can get to get to someone else. Are you allowed to do that? Tell a trainer to scratch. What's the official ruling there, Walt? Don't think it's advised. Don't think that's uh, officially a, a good thing to be doing. That's happened in the past though, hasn't it? Surely. Don't tap, know. Tap. Wouldn't know. <laughs> no, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't think it's uh yeah, I don't think that's allowed. Not not to okay. No, I don't think that's allowed. Forget I ever said it. Yes. Top Sport, uh, big bets. Uh, as I said, on fire last week, finally. Uh, Flemington race two, Macram, $2,000 at six. Uh, horse definitely going okay. Hit the line all right at Geelong. Do you want the bet, Nico? He's super consistent. I'd be worried 2,500. I think he's at his limit 24, so even up at 100 metres and trip. Uh, I don't know. I think he might be a 2,000-metre horse. That's my read on him. Mm, the next one's interesting. Uh, five seven Turath, a thousand at six dollars. Good winner at uh, Geelong. 
drops in weight here. DK, you might you're a bit of a radio listener. Uh, I heard that some of Maddie's horses were up to their knees in water. I don't know if it was her stables or a spelling facility, but that would be the query over this runner. Have you heard anything about Maddie Raymond's um, property going underwater in the floods? No, I no, I haven't. But it wouldn't surprise me. So um, I know a lot of trainers are struggling with being behind in their work, missing gallops, course proper gallops, um, horses that should have gone out are still in the stable and they can't bring other horses in because everything's behind because of the weather. So it's just um, knock on effect really. And uh, from this, and it's it's not going to change the next ten days. I know that this horse is like flashing light fourteen hundred. Is it still six dollars? Probably not. But I, I think. They took the overs there. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that all like he was just screaming fourteen hundred Flemington. That last win was a bloody good win. Mm. Yeah, good, good, good win that. But um, I, I've heard that it might be dual nominated, maybe safe a cup day as well in the mayor's race. Uh, so a little bit of an asterisk there. Also, race six six is bonus notches a uh, thousand at seven fifty. Uh, so that could be uh, one of DK's tickets or his punters club. Uh, and then the other one is uh, race seven, number one, sharp and smart, seventeen hundred at three dollars ninety here. So that's a, I think uh, you'll get better than seven fifty bonus notches. Bonus notches, yeah, you'll get, get better than that. I don't know and about sharp and smart. Sharp and smart, um, yeah, we we give that a chance. So that's Derby Day. Can't wait. And obviously, we're going to do a Melbourne Cup preview show as we always do on Sunday. So I get to hear Walt Winge about getting him down the uh, highway uh, again. Can we do mine Sunday? now? What's that? I'll just do my whole preview. Night's order. <laughs> night's order. Night's order. Night's order. It's all the, the that's the first eight, second eight, third eight, fourth eight. That's it. Timmy. It's Timmy's to lose. He just Times got to rate margins. it right. How is it $26? Or whatever the heck it is. I just save don't get for, it. Save it for the show. I'm not saving it for the show. I'm just getting excited. You gotta build a big, you gotta build. It's like six days away. It gives people more chance to multi up the $26 so they can. Collect. Mm. I've heard there's a, the the, the ga- gaze import might go right too. Yeah. No. Night's order. Be top. Nico, you're excited. Yeah, it's going to be a big week, cup week, isn't it? Um, hopefully off the crutches by Sunday. That'd be that'd be a result here, but um, <laughs> we'll be battling away. That's for sure. It's going to be it's going to be a long week for me, but um, hopefully we can find a few winners for the punters. It's going to be all focused on uh, finding a few winners. It's going to be tough, but um. Ready for the challenge. DK's D- put a few people in crutches over the years, the enforcer, but he's never, uh, I don't think he's ever used any. D- D- DK, Gimlet Saturday night, a few reds Saturday night. Just don't not, don't play up Saturday night, please. I know you've been a man of the town. I've got a, I've got a 50th on. I've got a 50th on. I'm going to blow myself up. <laughs> kids kids are, um, kids are away for the night. What, Just sleep in the office, week. mate. Just sleep in the office. Yeah, I'll have it well and truly done by then. Saturday, Arvo, I'll... Um, Oh, uh, he said, yeah, uh, a race full of internationals. How exciting. Geez, that guy's Twitter thing was very good. Hey. Uh, that Twitter feed of, of the international horses. Uh, what is it? Rory Flanagan. Very good. Very yep. good. We'll retweet it at, uh, at Little Birdie TV if you want to look at all the replays of the major chances of the internationals. So that's a nice quick guide. You can um, just scroll through and look at all the replays and he's got his assessment. So he, uh, I don't know, he's a bit like Walt, doesn't sleep. Vampire does uh, UK form. So not sure uh, he get uh, into into that if you're based in Melbourne, but uh, good luck to him and it's a nice little resource. So we'll uh, we'll tweet that one out, but um, we'll do our best to go through runner by runner for the cup and try and find a couple of best bets for Tuesday also. So we'll do a Sunday show and uh, that'll be out Sunday afternoon. So can't wait. It's going to be a massive week. Get around the boys, uh, head racing watch, get in a little bit of shot for DK and Nico. And uh, importantly, get around me and Donnie. We're going to absolutely tear strips off Tristan. It's going to be beautiful. 400% turnover. I want, I want you turning that bank over four times. We'll be trying. All right. Have a great week, uh, cup week, and uh, we'll see you Sunday. <laughs>